Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Go on over to Apple Podcast and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe and follow us there. Give us five stars and a great review. While you're at it, the holidays are coming up. Go on and visit us at countrycoldcans.com. Countrycoldcans.com. Pick yourself up a koozie, a Richardson 112 trucker hat with our awesome logo emblazoned on the top on a patch or a Richardson 113 rope hat with the same badass country and cold cans logo that is country cold cans.com all right andy kyle how are y'all doing currently dying a second COVID S- shot slow painful death yes unfortunately yeah that's that second shot sucks man yeah it's uh it's worse than the, than the actual disease for you <laughs> yeah for me yeah um, <laughs> yeah some, trust yeah, me I, some people, I had, have, both some people had it worse <laughs> i had both too and uh the disease was worse than this this shot for me even though both sucked yeah this is awful. welcome to brain control <laughs> andy where's andy. your tinfoil hat yeah andy your tinfoil hat we're gonna andy theorist. we couldn't even get two minutes in before we're gonna get branded for uh covid misinformation on this episode yeah, you should at least got five minutes for the algorithm to just stop listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks really thanks a lot, Andy. Way to go, Andy. YouTube is going well, to flag did, us. They didn't tell me I was getting a chip put in my arm until they did it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, joking. Chip. He's joking, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get a hard strike. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, I, I feel for you, man. Trust me. Like when I had my second shot, it was awful. So I, I, I understand. Sucks. But yeah, so there's something I wanted to bring up to you guys because I saw it the other day. I thought it was pretty funny. You know, the holidays are coming up. Christmas almost here. And looks like that, uh, Kyle, you're you're one of your favorite beers. Miller Lite has Mm -hmm. come out, come out with what they call a a beer nimit. It's a um, it's a it's in the shape of like a normal ball or ornament, Mm. but it has like a pop top on the top and it has the Miller Lite logo. And it, it has beer in it. So like. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's a cool idea, but the question I have is, are you going to let it sit there as an ornament and take it off the tree on Christmas and drink it warm? Or are you just going to keep them in the fridge, put them on the tree and then drink them like, like you're taking them out of a cooler? You know, um, it's a cool idea, but when I was in college, we just took, uh, regular beer cans and put them on the tree and they were empty, but y'all had a tree um, in college. Yeah. It was like a little tiny one. We were festive. We, we got in the spirit. Yeah, we I, Andy. I don't think we did at our apartment, do we? <laughs> no, we built pyramids. Yeah, we, we yeah. built pyramids with beer yeah, cans, like real too. men. A pretty epic wall. It did, didn't it fall down when I was there one night with you guys. I think I it think, did. I think it I think did. It was, was, it was that before or after we super glued it? Because I don't remember. I can't remember either. It was every time I was at your apartment, it was a blur. <laughs> so it was it just was, just lots of fun. No, it was no beer no, involved. Yeah. It was just so much fun. You don't remember. I got blitzed on sprites. <laughs> So. <laughs> you and classic rock carter except for yep. he was on mountain dew he was all hopped up on mountain dew yep, got blitzed on sprites and the occasional dr pepper that stole from <laughs> yeah. carter yeah carter always had a stockpile he'd leave in the fridge but the, i think this beer in thing is a pretty cool idea though i got yeah. i can't say that i want miller light but you know if they had a uh a bush latte or a, a financial light natty light uh beer ornament I would totally do that. I, no, I wouldn't leave them on the tree, though. I, what would you guys do? Would you leave them on the tree and be, a, as Andy would say, a real man and drink it warm on Christmas? Or you put them in the fridge, then put them on the tree that morning? And I drink said them. pyramids were for real men. <laughs> Not warm um, beer. <laughs> if, I had, if, yeah. I had, if I had little children, I, I would uh, put them in the Get fridge. one for I all just, of them. I just can't. <laughs> Here, kids, this is a Christmas tradition. It's yeah. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't do hot beer unless it's like the fifteenth one, and I just don't care. Oh, anymore. even then, I don't want one. Yeah, but you I just can't tell you the last time I would have had fifteen beers. Last time I had fifteen beers, Tuesday on, night. <laughs> no, no, I was on a beach with Bailey, and she got really, really mad at me because. And why really, did she I get was, mad, Kyle? Because I was really, really, really drunk on a public beach. Yeah, but no, I'm not. What what did you do for her her to get really mad? I'm not going into that because I think she's forgotten or it's just left. So we're just not going to bring that back up because she does listen to this. 
Yeah, we found put, that out, Andy. I don't know yeah, if you knew she, that, but Bailey yeah, does she, listen. She does listen. So, yeah, she listens at work with her coworkers. So, yeah. All right. So, with the beer in the mitts, if you had to pick the beer, both of you, what would you pick? Pick about like the brand or yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh, Miller Lite's the only one that's doing it. So, all right, this one Miller, Miller. Lite, yeah, yeah, Miller Lite, hundred percent. Andy, just pretend that's, like you still drink and pick. It would have to either be Bush or Natty. Because no, putting beer on a Christmas tree is just straight up redneck trash. <laughs> you, so you've got to go on brand, and it's got to be Bush Light or Natty Light. Yeah, that is like I ain't gonna lie to you. If you're not in college, that is some redneck ass shit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, uh, but, but I, I ain't gonna sit here and pretend like I'm above it because I'm the one who screenshot out at the article. and was like, this will be cool. <laughs> you know, but since it's Miller Light, it doesn't matter when you drink it; it's gonna it's taste stale gonna either way. Yeah, that's such a horrible opinion. But Andy and I got were scammed by the marketing uh, team at Miller Light back when Bad. they switched back to the the current logo, which is their the original cans? logo. Yeah, yeah. We so bought sexy. them just because of that, and <laughs> we blue cans they, taste it better. They, they were not good. Mm. Mm. I've had them quite a few times since then, and I've not really changed my mind. They got mm. us hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, they did. Because we bought two cases of it thinking, oh, these are this is awesome. But we didn't think about it. We had to drink what was inside the awesome can. But I'm just going to – I can't say you're wrong, but you're wrong. So, But one thing we could probably agree on, I'd rather have that than Bud Light. So, 1,000%. Bud Light is awful. It is horrendous. Um, it's, now, if we're really going to talk about being real classy men, uh, the champagne of beers is my go-to. I do like uh, Miller High Life. Yes, it's phenomenal. Six dollars or a twelve pack. It's just oh yeah, it's crazy. It's hard times, man. Inflation, and everything. They're just a mm-hmm. go to. And God knows the inflation's going up a lot this year. Yep. If that if that six pack of high life gets to ten dollars, boy, we're gonna riot. Yeah, the man. I'm not to go off on a tangent, but these this damn inflation's killing me. Like it literally cost me thirty dollars at lunch today. Food prices have gone up. The uh, I went into Target the other day to pick up some AAA batteries, and then I picked up you know <laughs> a pork tenderloin, a couple of really small thin ribeyes that were not like they're not like nice ribeyes they're just like the lunch type ribeyes, and then <laughs> I also picked up two Red Baron pizzas, mm-hmm. and I walked out with three bags because I put the batteries in a separate bag, and it was literally uh, like sixty bucks. I was like, are you kidding me? I used to get groceries for multiple days in college for fifty dollars. We mean gas came down by seven cents and everybody's gonna be paying their fair share. Come on, man. <laughs> gas is still high, Andy. <laughs> Andy, there's a guy that was that, a Joe Biden quote from today. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Andy, there was a guy that I saw on might have been the Instagram who was filling up his eighteen wheeler and he had over a thousand dollars worth of fuel in his truck. Yeah, it's pretty regular. God, <laughs> that's like, just—I would cry. That's been over five hundred regularly. That's crazy to me. It's like a day or every other day thing. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Not, so I—I I don't even drive a SUV or a truck anymore. I have a Toyota Camry, and it cost me a year ago to fill that Jacker up under thirty bucks. It cost me forty six dollars the other day to fill up a Camry. I'm just yeah, like my F one fifties. My F one fifties like. 96, 97. It's right at 100. Now, I just want to cry. Oh, no. But, anyways, on to uh, other news. So, as you, as we guys talked about, um, we all talked about last episode, Turnpike is back and going on tour. And they talked about the Red Rock show. And, you know, yours truly tried to get into the, the queue, so to speak, as they call it. And, uh, I, I get on there first to get some tickets to that show in Colorado. Because my brother and I were just like, we might, if we get tickets, we might go to this. Worst case, we can sell them to some Turnpike fans. And, you know, you know, it's for somebody that would be willing to make the trip so somebody could get their, their tickets. But we were planning on trying to make it to Colorado. And uh, so I get in there like about 30 minutes before they go on sale. And they put you, so they, they were through this company. I don't know if it's AXS access or whatever i'm gonna call them access for this purpose uh of this podcast i got put into this waiting room is what it was called and then it puts you into the queue and then it tells you um with live nation it at least tells you how many people are ahead of you picking 
With access, it doesn't do that. It has like this little man walking a blue bar across and it reminds you of like back in the late 90s when you're trying to Mm -hmm. uh, download something on dial-up internet and you're just waiting for the bar to finish loading that's 100 but it was slower slower than dial-up internet well i finally get in there after about 45 minutes of waiting and every single ticket was sold and you know on the surface you're just like well hell yeah you know turnpike selling out pretty quick you know that's good that people were you know be able to get their tickets but then i went on to twitter and i went on to the turnpike troubadours fan group on Facebook to see how many people got tickets. Very, very few got tickets. And I think I know what the problem is because I've heard about this, but I've never been a victim of it until now. Scalpers, baby. It's the scalpers, man. They're setting up these damn bots to go in there and buy up tons of tickets at a time. And then they immediately put them on the resale market. But they're putting them on the resale market for this turnpike show. I've seen tickets as high as $5,000. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, have you guys ever bought tickets uh, through one of the the major uh, ticket Uh, companies like that? No, but I can relate to what you're saying. You know, as the resident nerd on the podcast, um, I've tried to buy PlayStation 5 for a year now. It's a very similar process. (laughs) Um, It's a very similar process. I know like Walmart now that puts you in uh, and Amazon. They they tried to crack down on a little bit by only letting so when they go on sale for example they'll only let prime members or whatever it is walmart plus or whatever it is that buy, even, that's even buy, a thing i think apparently it is i didn't i didn't know that but it is um they buy first but uh it never works because the you know the bots just snag them up and um then people resell them on ebay and i don't know why the life of me these companies don't just implement like a captcha or do you know what I'm talking about with a capture where it's like uh, I've seen that before, but I'm not gonna pretend like I know what it is. Okay, you know when you like buy something and it's like click on the pictures of. Oh uh, yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah what that's st- stupid. Yeah. What's that? What that is? De- all right, so the, what's that? What that is designed to do is to uh, figure out if you're a real person. Yeah, because the way well, sometimes like, I can't get past it. Yeah, <laughs> click on the ones with a boat in it. Like, yeah, well, then they have like they have like a quarter of a, a boat on another picture. Right. I don't know where to. You I can't figure out the counter. I don't. Or not. I don't make the rules, but like the way AI works is like it tracks how you click on the picture because yeah. most people don't click in the dead center of a picture. They just yeah. click somewhere on it. Sure, and a bot will always click the dead center. Oh, so the whole everything. point. Is, the whole point is not to see whether or not you can identify the railroad tracks. It's no, to it identify to, where you want, click. It's a yes. click heat map, essentially. Essentially, yeah, because a bot yeah. will always. No matter where it's at, will always and it's all and a normal person you can follow my finger they'll go like this yeah. around. There's no logic to it. A bot is straight lines everywhere. Sure. But it couldn't they easily make a bot do random? I mean, that's incredibly complicated AI. Most people don't have the resource, you know, you know the processing power to do at that. At least the people that are trying to buy all the turnpike tickets to sell them to all of us red dirt vans. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know why they don't just implement stuff like that um, that's an easy fix it sounds like to me then what, what's interesting about that kyle is because i've never <laughs> i've known what the purpose generally speaking was for the captcha yeah. but i've never known that that's how they measured it i always thought that well i was like maybe i'm the dumbass that See, can't decide whether I, this is a bus or, yeah, or a I know, I know subway they tra- yeah i know they track stuff based on like the clicking pattern and where you click at on the pixel yeah because you know most people don't it's almost impossible for you just even trying to click in the dead center of a picture. Yeah. But, um, but it's an easy fix. Um, I don't know. I don't even understand how you couldn't easily do this, uh, like with a, with a verified email address. Right. I mean, these are, but how would you verify the email? Well, I mean, you take it to the email. Yeah. You could send the, you could send the ticket to an email or you could, force people to make an account and you could limit the ticket based on account. Yeah. So like you couldn't have one. I mean, it makes it harder, but I mean, you can farm it. Of course, if you know, you had a bunch of bots that would do it and they would automatically send it to the email. And then, you know, you, it verifies the email for, but it, it just makes things harder. You, I mean, you know, people are always going to find ways around things. Sure. But most people are gonna be like, well, yeah, screw that. I'm not making 500 email accounts to get 500 tickets. Yeah, and see, that was one of the things I thought would be an easy fix would be just put a um, cap on how many tickets you can buy for a show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that. Um, and I realize they might have a cap, but I've seen sometimes you can buy as many as like eight to 16 tickets. 
Right. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, like most people are not buying even eight tickets for a group. How how many how, how big is Red Rock? How uh, many people does that hold? It's fairly big to picture. Let me see. It is it. pretty big. I'll, one quick. Was it twenty five thousand? It's worth a Google. Let me see. Red I Rock. Have, I should have looked that up. I feel like it's probably twenty five capacity. I wonder if that company does like like these bots do just buy everything from Red Rock since it's such a famous place. Yeah, no, I mean, you can nine thousand five hundred forty five. Wow, that's a lot smaller. Than I thought it was. Um, okay. Um, I mean, you can get a bot to do anything, and you can get a bot to watch a TV show and write a summary on it. Um, or, but you, you know, can they, tell by the way it comes out that it was not written by a person, right? And you can tell. You know, AI is pretty pretty complex now, but um, well, they can't can, apparently can't not click the center of a picture. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it's programmed, yeah. essentially. Um, but like I said, you could you could put captchas in. You could have you could verify accounts. Um, there's a number of things you could do. You could put limits on tickets um, because there's a number of problems with like, I don't have a problem with like scalping a ticket. Like say I bought the ticket and then, you know, six months from now, I don't know you have a family emergency or something. You can't make sure. it. So you throw them up on eBay um, and you know, you just sell them. But yeah, even a little bit of markups fine, but not like, just an absorbent at market. Yeah. And I think that there's a difference in reselling your tickets because you can't make it and buying tickets with the sole purpose of trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. Uh, I hate hoarding economics. Like, you know, you remember like the beginning of the COVID, people were just like, oh my God, I got to buy all, yeah, the, toilet all the toilet paper. paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that doesn't help anyone. I mean, no. I know, but you buy in like 80 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. You have Karen down the street that has uh, a basement full of toilet paper and everybody else is having to use leaves or uh, take the water hose to, to clean off their ass cheeks. Jump in the shower. Every time you have to go number two, <laughs> the French way. A what Andy? The French way. Oh no, I'm not doing it today. No, no, thank you, man. I ain't going to lie. I've never tried one, but I'd like to try it once. I don't think they work that good. Have you tried it? Yeah. How does it hey, truck stops are this fancy. is weird this is a weird question, but how does it feel? Like taking a shower? Really? But just mm. on your butt. I mean, it's really no difference. Water spraying on your butt. See, what's funny is I was listening but don't to Don't you have to then dry it off that's wiping? Yeah, it's got which... like a a uh blower. Really? And so wait a minute. So it, so it, it takes and sprays your butt and then it blows it blow dries <laughs> it. It's like putting your hand into uh one of those things after you would to dry your hands in the public bathroom. Yeah. But it's your butt. Yep. So it's blowing toilet fumes in your butt. Yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> See, what's funny is I've heard um, Hardy, he, he bought one for his house, and he swears by it. Mm. I've heard him say that before. He said he bought it on Amazon one time and says that he doesn't want to go back to using toilet paper. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like we broke away from the Europeans for a reason, um, and that's <laughs> that. That's one of them. So uh, I just don't know how I feel about a day. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, enough with sus our, as the kids. Eh, enough w- with our uh, fecal matter hygiene. <laughs> um, back to the ticket thing. What what really sucks about this though is the with all the anticipation, and all the hype that everybody had, like us included. You know, being like, hey hell yeah, they're back together. We get to uh, actually go see them in concert. And for the lucky people that can't afford to and be able to make the trip out to Red Rocks, a great venue by all accounts of people I know that have been there, they they get in there and hardly nobody can get tickets. And it's literally all these bots. Like, And my question is, if I realize probably a majority of the tickets went to people that are going to go, but I wonder if the show is going to look sold out, even though... Um, because people are, I don't think people realistically are going to spend $3,000 on well, a ticket. Somebody will, but yeah. Uh, but the, the prices are going to come down the closer it gets to the show. True, but yeah. then you cut out the people that would be willing to travel because yeah. odds are they're going to live that close to well Morris in Colorado. It's going to be difficult the, for you to travel out there. The people that own the bots don't want to get stuck with, if they don't sell the ticket, then that's just money out yeah, the door for them. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna not gonna wait, but so late and risk it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is a mainly a 
promoter slash, you know, hosting website problem that they need right. to, it's not, they don't have anything to do with the band. They don't sell the tickets. No, they, they just, don't. And see, Live Nation has the same issue though. Yeah. And I don't think that the promoter really cares because they're making no, they're money getting, regardless. They're getting money. They get paid. Sh- I'm sure they get a cut when they resell the tickets on their um, website also. Right. Which is interesting because the artist, when you resell the tickets on the platform that you bought the original tickets, they don't get a cut of the resale money. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know how I feel about that. I, on the surface, you're just like, hell yeah, they should get a cut. But at the same well, time, they, they're getting a, are they are very large artists? Are they getting a cut of ticket sales? Or are they just getting a flat fee? I don't know the answer to that. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like if they're just getting paid, million dollars to do this show yeah which is a lot of money but just nice even number then they're just get you know their contract says they get a million dollars and if the promoter wants to make more money well you know right i can't really blame them for not giving them a cut now if no. they're getting a, a revenue split that's a different story no yeah yeah i mean you're right about that i i just i don't know where turnpike falls in that mm. because obviously if they're big enough to fill out 10,000 people at Red Rocks, they're bigger than, you know, a lot of the artists we listen to from the Texas Red Dirt independent yes. scene. But at the same time, they're also not Luke Holmes, right? They're not selling out PNC Arena in Raleigh two nights in a row. So I imagine that if there is a different pay scale for the really big mainstream artists, that it's probably different even than it would be for Turnpike, who's kind of like a, a middle popularity artist versus somebody who's playing a dance hall. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But I mean, I, do you guys think that the artist should get a cut of the resale if it's not a flat fee? Um, their managers should certainly be looking at that in their contract. But I wonder how much of that is their manager looking at it for the contract. How much of it is, is it that the, big ticket, big promoters, the ticket providers. Like, I mean, I, if I were the big business, I don't think that I would be like, you know, you can kick rocks. I mean, if you want to use my platform and sell more tickets or not. Right. I mean, I, like I said, that, that is I mean, I, I, a manager should be at least a closed mouth doesn't get fed. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you never get it if you don't ask. So um, I don't know if they have or haven't. Like I said, I'm not privy to those negotiations or how they get paid, but it's just, you'll never get it if you don't even ask. Where are the tickets being resold at? Like on the, on access. So it's on the same website. Yeah. Live nation does the same thing. It's not like you're going to StubHub and you know, you know, you're about to get, uh, take it up the butt with no lube from StubHub. But with to say that like access didn't buy all the tickets themselves and then just remark them up. I mean, that that's fair, but that would be a massive scandal in my mind. If, if that I'm happened, sure that would also be illegal. Probably. So I would, it would have to be. And at least I would think, yeah, that would, that would be illegal. I just think it to me, the concept of access selling tickets, selling them out and then somebody reselling them on the same, same website really to me sounds ridiculous. Well, I mean, it, it's, I don't, the reason I don't is because for instance, it's a lot easier. Say Andy, let's take it away from the Texas music scene and say you're going to a, um, Dirk Spentley show, right? And you buy those tickets through live nation. Cause that's who promotes the shows and that's who facilitates the ticket buying process. Suddenly you get a load out of North Carolina and you can't go and you don't have a friend that wants to buy the ticket. So you have to go out to shit. I mean, St. Louis and uh, you can't go to the concert. The only way for you to sell those without having to take it to an external um, third party site, like a StubHub or a vivid seats would be allow you to have a resale option on the platform that you originally bought it from. It's just the more of it's a, it's a convenience of being able to help the, the buyer that can't make the show, be able to sell the ticket more easily without having to stand out in front of the gate being like tickets, tickets here. I see the point of that. But when you do that, it opens up. This wouldn't have happened if that wasn't such a readily available option. Yeah, but that's the internet. I mean, even if you didn't have that as a readily available option, you still have Vivid and StubHub that you could easily have bought those tickets and then put them on there for a resale. 
or I would say is that for if like for access for them to do that, they should make it on the site where you can't resell it for a huge markup. Now that you would can be only, an interesting option. Yeah. You can only resell it for like five dollars less than what the, they had have the ticket for sale for. You cannot make money. Mm, I don't that know. If would I agree prevent, with that would prevent I think that saying somebody can't sell it for a little more, I don't agree with, but I would say that if you had a cap on how much they could go over on the original platform, I could get on board with that. But saying that you're gonna it, have to take a loss because you can't go, I don't agree with that. I'd but say like a that, fifteen that twenty percent cap. Yeah, 15, 20% cap over face value. Yeah. That wouldn't stop bots from still buying all the tickets. Yeah, but also, if it was 15 to 20% over, I wouldn't have a problem buying from the damn bot. Yeah, or, not, not 5,000, maybe yeah. 500. It's or not even that. that. If it was 20% over an $80 ticket, I mean, that's not 80. even close to... Yeah. So the, yeah, okay. So I don't even know what the most expensive ticket they had. I was figuring like 150 front center. Um, yeah, I mean, the most yeah. expensive tickets, if you want those, but I mean, I don't have yeah. the kind of coin to be able to go up right, to right. the very front. You know, but, you know, a five or $600 ticket. Or or just say you can only sell it for break even. Why are I don't you, have a problem with people Why are you against capitalism, Andy? Well, I'm not against capitalism. The, <laughs> it would rule out the bot. If you well, buy see, the ticket yourself and you scalp it on the free market, you charge whatever you want to. Yeah, well, well, I was being, uh, I was being on facetious, the same website, but at yeah. the same time, I just don't think that... Um, saying you either have to take a loss or only can break even is fair. I think that like Kyle said, I think that a 15 to 20% markup being the max, I think is a, it, it's a reasonable compromise that I think people on both sides of this issue should be able to agree on. Cause I mean, 15% I is not that much over the face value of the ticket. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said, there, there's some people that do it just to make a little bit of money, a little side muscle money, because you know, not some people don't sit in front of a computer all day uh, and can't do it, so they take a take a little bit of advantage. But you know, you're also the one risking the money because you bought True. the ticket. So. Yeah, there is a, an incurred risk when you do that. I'm not saying these people are virtuous businessmen by any means. No, but because yeah, I, mean, I kind of think get, the folks that did this to the turnpike show, I think you're scum. But yeah, you can absolutely get stuck on the bag. Yeah, and honestly, I know everybody wants to go to the show. But even if the prices came down, I just wish people would be like, you know what? Sorry, Turnpike. We'll see you at the next show, but we want to teach these guys a lesson and let them be stuck holding the bag for all the tickets. That'll never happen. It won't, but it would be cool if it did. I would agree with you on that. Turnpike still get paid. They're paid either way. Oh, they, They've already sold the out the show. Sold show out. So they're, yeah. they're already getting they're what paid. they were going to get for a sold-out show anyway. So, I mean, it would kind of suck for them the first big show they're back, and it's only 60% full. But yeah. At the same time, like it's just it's a complicated issue, and I like Kyle has identified a lot of areas where they can make this process better and protect yep. the fans that actually want to go to the show in a more effective way, rather than us being beholden to people with uh, bots that can just buy up gobs of tickets at a time. And there's other ways to do it where you actually, I mean, if you really wanted to get technical, you can limit tickets by IP address. Right. I mean, if you really wanted to get in the weeds, because they know they see your IP address. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you could limit, you know, if each, each, all three of us have a different one currently, you could limit three per IP address or four per IP address or whatever. I think four is a reasonable number. Four's I mean, a, I would even say six is a reasonable number because you never yeah. know if you have like a family you're trying to take, but, right. but eight to 10 to 12 to 16. I mean, come on, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, yes. What's the most amount of tickets you've ever bought to a show, Logan? Probably six. How many did you buy for Coetzel on your birthday? Did you buy uh, most of the tickets? And we no, had a huge crowd. I didn't. I bought probably <clears throat> of that. We had like 12 or 13 people that went. Um, and I think I probably bought five of them. Hmm. So I see, I don't see stopping people from buying large numbers. I, I just see stop the reason where people are want to do it strictly as a business yeah i mean there it seems like like kyle was saying there's ways other than putting ticket limits on there to be able to yeah. fix yeah. it but at the same time like if you really want to kind of hammer down on them put a limit that's what and that's why i say that I, I it looks a little sus that what this access is doing is that they're getting a cut of the resale and they're making zero effort to stop anybody from buying yeah, them all out but it's not just access like live nations in the or, same or, 
We're both up boat with this. They make I mean, they make could, money they on the same product money. twice. Yeah, they're making they make, money. They're making money twice on the same product. Yeah, it's not even just one company. I mean, like any in demand product is like that. Like yeah. um, the PS Five, like I was talking about. Yeah, I mean Walmart or Amazon doesn't give a damn who buys them. They got their money. I mean, well, for instance, uh, Spider Man Three uh, yeah, No Way yeah. Home is coming out. Yep. The, it comes out. December seventeenth, and almost all the tickets around here are sold out. And people are some for twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, people are reselling movie tickets, man. Like it's like if it's in demand, people are gonna do it. Yeah, no, I'll just. I'm just gonna have to wait. I would like Sunday or Monday. You could always just illegally stream it. <laughs> I would not endorse that idea, but well, I'd I mean, certainly do that for twenty five thousand. I'm a big fan of this franchise. I'm a big fan of this franchise. I was like, that's one of the movies I really do like going to the theater to see yeah. for the first time. Though, yeah. nerd. Yeah, I don't care. Call me a nerd. Capital Capital N E R D. Nerd. The, the nerds did win the culture war. Yeah, because I mean, they is, made there, Marvel cool. <laughs> yeah, there is no denying the nerds won. So. Video games and Marvel. Yep, they they won. So. Football attendance is down, and movie tickets to superhero uh, uh, attendance yep. is up. They won. They won the war. That's so. very true. But, anyways, it's it's a shame what happened with the Turnpike show. I didn't get tickets. Millions of other adoring Turnpike fans didn't get tickets. Hopefully, you know, obviously we'll be able to see them on this tour. Um, but it just sucked. Prices that. easily could come down well before the show, though. They could. I mean, they could, but. You know, it is what you have one look at one it. final question on this. How big of a how big of a venue do you think Turnpike could sell out? Depends on where it's at regionally. It really does. Yeah, and, and I would, do you I'd think they could sell out maybe like a thirty thousand seat college stadium in Texas? No. Okay. Texas is a big state. I mean, people might would be willing to travel. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, they very easily probably could. I, I know probably are some of my hardcore turnpike fans out there, like of which I'm one. But okay, let's they're say probably the, let's say Tulsa, calling me a bad name. Say right to, now. Tulsa uh, University, their football stadium. Do they hold thirty thousand? Probably. Yeah, it probably does. It's probably thirty or thirty-five. Do you think they could sell that? I mean, you know, you, if you take half the bowl out, uh, I can't. I don't know their stadiums open ended or if it's a horseshoe or a full bowl. But do you think they could sell? Maybe because they've been on hiatus for a while. Because yeah, okay. I mean, we went to the show at Canes and we didn't buy them immediately the day mm. it came out. So yeah, and I think Canes is a lot smaller than thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think there's a number of elements. Um, people are just itching for something to do. Sure. And now I think that some of the smaller amphitheaters that hold, you know. 10,000, 12,000 people. I think they could easily sell that out in, in the right location. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I, I'd have to wait to see. Because when they went on hiatus, they were so hot. I mean, they're opening up in arenas, and they were getting more and more popular and weren't really playing the typical shows they were playing. They were selling out everything. Yeah. They were never really got to see how big of something – they would reach and not sell out because they were just selling yeah. out everything they it, did. It's important to note though, like you just said it right there, that they were they were opening for Miranda Lambert. Miranda yeah. Lambert is a draw on her own. I'd, I'd venture to say there were only a small subset of that crowd that was going to see Turnpike. Yeah, now they're but, they're being introduced to Turnpike, yes. Um, but it's like now, selfishly, my brother and I say this all the time. I like to see my favorite artists be successful, and I don't want to sound like a dick when I say this. But the selfish part of me doesn't want them to get so big, even though I'm, I, I, I do want them to get big because it, you know, means more money for them and their family and their band and everything. But the selfish part of me is like, I don't want them to get so big because I don't want to have to like start going to arenas and having to watch them open up for people that I don't like. For instance, when Co was opening up for Three Doors Down, I like Three Doors Down, but I don't, I don't, can't say that I would have gone to see Three Doors Down if Co wasn't on the billing. So it's like, I don't like having to miss out on headlining shows because they're at that point where they're big enough to open for a bigger name, but they're not big enough to headline that size arena. And they have less headlining shows at that point. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Like, I'm happy for them, but selfishly, selfishly, I don't like going to arena and amphitheater shows. I think that when you get to a certain point of how many people are there, the shows are not nearly as good. Yeah, yeah. I concur. Unless you sit on the floor, no seats are expensive. 
Very much so. I think we did that for what the Eric Church show in Raleigh years ago. We got a shit can. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, hopefully people will be able to go see Turnpike. I'm pretty sure we all will. Uh, one last final point, Andy, I did look into it. While the venue did not require vaccines, the promoter does, so you would not have been able to go because of your principles. Stupid. But, you got to stand for something, Andy, or you'll fall for everything. Anything, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I All ain't right. letting them scan my chip. <laughs> but you got the chip. They don't need to know that. <laughs> they already do. What do you think that vaccine why, card was? Why did you say that like that perverted shark off the of family guy? <laughs> He's always sounded like Herbert the pervert. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the sharks, the same guy that yeah. plays Herbert. Uh, mm, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> My mom like, thought that was the funniest hey, thing in the world that his name is. Uh, Herbert the pervert. <laughs> He's like, I got a tip. I got a tip in my pocket. Some Why don't you come fish it out for yourself? <laughs> got some wine in the cellar. Sip some of this wine in the cellar. <laughs> yeah, that show's funny. Uh, it's dumb as shit, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. But all right. So speaking of TV shows, perfect segue. Uh, one of the TV shows Andy and I are big fans of that has kind of been all the rage. You know, uh, is um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. How popular is it? It to the point that everybody I know, I don't know anybody that does. All over social media, man. All over social media, people are talking about people at work that generally wouldn't be into that kind of thing or watching it. Like for instance, Yellowstone season four premiere this year got twice the audience of the CMA awards. Like that's that's why they had had twenty people. <laughs> the no, CMAs have been dipping in ratings, but they still had a, a decent amount of people that watched it. But like Yellowstone has twice the audience. Comes on Sunday nights. Yeah, Sunday nights at okay. eight on uh, yeah, Paramount Network. But I think CMT is showing every new episode. Yeah, I bought the seasons on Amazon, so I'm just gonna binge them. Oh yeah. Well, you definitely should. But it serves Kevin Costner, um, uh, one of the I've, my favorite actors, in my opinion. Um, I think he's a fantastic actor. He's had been in a lot of good movies, Bull Durham being one. <clears throat> but it, you know, Andy, you might could probably describe it a little better than me. But it's about the, it's it's almost like a it's a primetime soap opera. Let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a ranching family um, out in Montana, and they literally would do anything to hold on to their land. So there, there's a lot of like drama involved. It, it reminds me a They're lot of, of, of like Dallas back in the day. Tale. You want to say that. So you don't have to admit that you're watching a soap opera, but you're watching a soap opera, man. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just like Dallas back in the day. There's times, and but it's good for me. Yeah, it's good. There's times to me, the show is overly dramatic just for the sake of being overly dramatic. Yeah, is is there any truth? <laughs> is there any truth to the fact that Kevin Costner just has some ridiculous lines, like one-liners, in that show? Because that's like the only knock I've seen on the show is some of his like responses are like straight out of the cheese factor. <laughs> I'm sure I there probably has been some. I okay. I don't know any off the top of my head. It hasn't really stuck out to me. But I will say, he plays the perfect disgruntled old man, so I can relate mm. to that. Because yeah, I feel a like a disgruntled old man. old man, and I'm not even, I'm just shy of 28. I, yeah, I'm a disgruntled, decrepit old man. <laughs> so, yeah, I can relate. There's times that it is a little cheesy. Oh, yeah. And I, the only reason sometimes I say this is because the, uh, ah, what's the, I just forgot, uh, Taylor Sheridan, that's the, the director, creator, yeah. Creator's name. The, the, the fact that he says that I, they're trying to be realistic. Yeah, even trying said, to like be. recently he's like when you just mirror reality you get a good shot i'm like this show at times is an, basically an action film it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not very realistic it's not at all but i will and say you sit here and say you're going for realism this is times say, the cheesiness gets on my nerves beth dutton is something else bro she's a firecracker that's for sure scary firecracker yeah i love, I love this headline on the, the side d Oh yeah, it's savingcountrymusic.com. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Lewis calls Luke Brown and saying what? MFers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron Lewis, yeah, he, he, he loves is, to just try to he he's a provocateur at this point. He just brings the smoke and nobody's ready for it. 
I mean, I, if you want to call it smoke, I think he's just trying to get his name in the headlines at this point. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. So the the big thing about Yellowstone is like ever since season one, um, which is kind of why we're talking about it here. Like, not only do we love the show, but they have had a fantastic group of for, uh, of artists that have contributed to the soundtrack. And a lot of these artists have been ones that are part of like the Texas music scene, the Red Dirt scene, independent artists in general. <clears throat> I mean, the obvious one is, uh, you know, Ryan Bingham, you know, has a, a role on the show. And so that's really cool to see like an artist that, you know, I've listened to for years that isn't say like, you know, Luke Bryan level of fame. He's in the show, plays one of the ranch hands and a um, a real role, not like a, yeah, it's not not like like a, a, it's not a cameo appearance, minor role. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real, like, it's almost like a starring role pretty much. Um, I know he's like a, I don't know if he's, build as a as a star on the show but he's on almost no, every episode it's probably not a point. star but it's whatever is yeah. below a starring role maybe recurring is that supporting character. role or Re- supporting recurring i mean something yeah. like that but but yeah i mean then they've also had you know speaking of cameos they've had whiskey myers on there playing in a bar playing i think it was stone if i'm not mistaken yep that was a sick it was the end yeah. of season one season two i think so i believe it was great it went uh segment with them playing the show or playing yeah. a show in the show. Oh yeah. But I mean just listen to some of the bands that they've had just from this season. Like they've had Haley Witters, Culture Wall, Blackberry Smoke, uh like we mentioned Ryan Bingham. These are people who've contributed to the soundtrack, not people that have been on the show. But uh the Steelwoods, um they had a John Prine song in there, Willie Nelson, Shooter Jennings, Shane Smith and the Saints. I mean, I, they even mentioned called him out by name at the end of one episode when the uh the horse trainer was taking Jimmy down to, to Texas. Cause they were going to make a cowboy out of him. They, um, <laughs> yeah. they started playing a song and they were like, it's time to play some Shane Smith and the fucking saints. And then all I see is you starts playing in the truck. And then it becomes like the overall, it goes from, they taught me this in film class in college. It goes from diegetic noise where this is what the people in the scene here to it's goes off the radio in the car and to the overall overlay as they're driving down the road and becomes non-diegetic noise. But, um, Zach Bryan, you know, was on there, the panhandlers. Uh, it's just that that's just from this season. I know in past years they've had Tyler Childers and, you know, all the guys like from, you know, they've had Kentucky artists, they've, they've had Texas artists. Like, it's just cool to be able to see this music that we all really love get lifted onto a platform like this. And people get to hear this like actual authentic music on a show this big, you know what I mean? I want to say one of the episodes this season at the end, if I'm not mistaken, it was in memory of John Bryan. It was, yeah, it was. It was one the, so it's not like a they put the whole episode in the memory of him. Yeah, I mean they've they've had um. And speaking of slight as an aside here, they have a spinoff called 1883 that's like supposed to um go into more of like prequel. the it's it's a prequel because it's set yeah, in 1883. It's got, yeah, it's got Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, it's got Sam Elliott, but it stars uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. So Tim McGraw's playing John Dutton's like ancestors. That'd be kind of yeah. cool to see. <laughs> it's What's only on one? Paramount Plus. I don't know how hard that is. is what he said sub- yeah, about Tim McGraw. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I refuse to subscribe to another streaming platform. I just, I can't, I can't. If, if somebody in your family has like Dish Network, you have a login already for Paramount Plus. Isn't that the same thing as Paramount Network? No, so. Paramount Plus is, is like Disney Plus. So oh, well, hell, I guess streaming. I'm not going to be able to watch that then because I ain't doing that it, again. I got enough streaming services. Yeah, I saw from the last absurd. episode, it said streaming only on Paramount Plus. I guess it's not even going to be on TV. Oh, well, that's stupid, but, you know. <laughs> but other artists, they've had Charlie Crockett, Cody Jenks, um, you know, Sturgill Simpson. It's just, it's been an incredible, Turnpike was on there actually as a, um, on the soundtrack as well. It's just an incredible list of, of artists, you know? And, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think like, uh, uh, Kevin Costner is actually a fan of a lot of like yeah. roots music. So he like band he does. Yeah. He, he, he occasionally plays some shows and everything. Um, but it's just really cool to see, you know, all these artists getting this platform. Yeah. I hear it's Kevin Costner is a very big proponent and for playing them. And I, I think Ter- Taylor Sheridan's a big fan of all these people as well. Yeah. They, I, I feel like he would have to be for, for him to know <laughs> all this. I mean, look, I just see here old 97s was on one of them from 
uh, a while back. It was one of the early seasons, but mm-hmm. I know Kevin Costner is, and he's pushing to have these people play. And I think Taylor Sheridan is as well. Yeah. Waylon Jennings. Hey, Amen. Yes, quite a. That's one hell of a. They have a playlist on the, on uh. Spotify. On Spotify, really? Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check that out then, because I guarantee you. It's I was, that was that was a question, not a statement. Oh, did it? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a, oh, yeah, they do. As I say, riff. if they don't, we need to make that right now. It's by Whiskey Riff. Oh, it's I'm a Whiskey Riff playlist? Okay. Yes, it is. So I'm going to check yeah. that out. The hats off to the Whiskey Riff guys for aggregating that for us. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, hats off to them. Yeah. So, that's cool. But uh, but yeah, Kyle, you should definitely check out the show, man. I don't want to go into too much about the show on, on this episode of Country and Colkins because since you haven't really started it yet, but maybe uh, after you get called up, we could have a discussion about the show a little bit. But well, if I am dying again tomorrow, I might not be at work, so I'll start it. No. It's too bad you're not already called up because then we could do a live stream, all of us mm. watching at it at the same time. You know, Andy, I guess it's Kyle's fault we can't do that. So, Yep. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. Yeah, nerd. Why don't you go back to try to search for a PS5? Hate is gonna hate, man. Hate <laughs> is gonna hate. So, but no. Well, well um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. Should be fun. Yeah, definitely is a good show. So you enjoy it. But. How much uh, murdering and killing, and what happens more in the show? Murdering and killing or sex? Murdering and killing. Murder and killing. Okay, that's a good show then. Right, good it's deal. got plenty of both, but it's murder and yeah. killing. Yeah. 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 A lot of punching. Yeah. A lot of punching. Lots of punching. Nice. Yes. More and this is on punching than killing. And this is on like actual cable. So it's yeah. It's not HBO level. No, sex. no, no. no. Oh, okay. Well there was some boobies in the first season. There was. Beth okay. got, Beth got down to her, her skivvies in season one. But season one wasn't on CMT. It was strictly just on Paramount Network. Oh, okay. Does all these channels have something to do with MTV? Because I know there's an MTV little slide when it first comes on as well. Yeah, they're all owned by Viacom. Yeah. Um, it, and what gets me is, you know, when they do that little MTV thing, it's doing that uh, little sound is from Money for Nothing. Are they aware that, that I'm pretty sure that song was making fun of MTV? <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's funny if it is. Yeah, because you know, that ain't working or something you'll play on MTV. I think they were making fun of MTV when they sang that. It's almost oh, yeah. like what you said was it uh, born in the USA is making fun of the USA. It's, it's not making fun of the USA. It's, it's an anti-war song, but it cracks yeah. me up every 4th of July on Lake Gas and you see these people you know, wearing an American <laughs> flag, <laughs> bathing suits and having old glory flying on the back of their pontoon boat and they're cranking Springsteen's born in the USA. And I'm just like, bro, I'm pretty sure you don't know what that song means. They just hear the hook and they're just like, hell yeah, brother. I'm born in the USA. So Budweiser. They're real. They're real Americans. That's all that matters. Yeah. But it's Thank just funny. American. It's just funny. Cause like they really don't know what the song's about and they're just cranking it out on uh, July 4th. Thinking it's like a patriotic rah rah America tune. Like if you wanna mm. you wanna play something like that that's gonna hundred percent be something like that, just crank up some early two thousands Toby Keith. I mean if you want the rah rah wave the flag song. Mm-hmm. Or that Aaron Lewis song that he put out in uh the summer. Yeah. Kyle <laughs> finds a way to try to weave Aaron Lewis into every episode, <laughs> yeah. it feels like I said an Aaron Lewis stand, what can I say? He's a stained fan. They were in my my Spotify mashup, so oh, I speak, yeah. I speak uh, nothing but truth when I say. Yeah, they still just linger. I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't have <clears throat> enough of the Texas Red Dirt artists in my top five this year. Mm. It, it, I don't know who's who's is more embarrassing that Kyle had Stain or mine had Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche. So, so this is where all of us are with the, the, our non-country artists in there. You had Stained, you had Nickelback, and I had John Mayer. Yeah, you did, yeah. Logan's is the worst. Well, yeah, considering the worst. y'all haven't listened to John Mayer, and I've listened to both Stained and Nickelback, pretty sure that if you, the consensus is that John Mayer is a fa- fantastically better artist than either of the two that you just mentioned. Yeah, but Chad, but Chad Kroger and Aaron Lewis could kick John Mayer's ass. This is a fact. 
Who you want in a bar fight backing you up, John Mayer or Aaron Lewis? Well, that's a straw man argument. I'm not sitting there trying to get into a bar fight one, but if I was, it may happen, Aaron, Aaron Lewis is 50 years old. I don't really, I don't, I think he's a lot more like Brantley Gilbert than you want to admit. He just likes to talk about kicking ass. Yeah, but a girl kicked John Mayer's ass. <laughs> Again, set, you've never listened to any John Mayer. He's got really good music. <laughs> we ain't talking about music. We're talking about fighting. <laughs> John Mayer going to play him a song in the bar fight? Actually, he probably would end up taking her home if he did that. What if it's a dude? <laughs> he might take him home too. We don't know which way he goes. Andy, That's perfectly fine. Don't be judging anybody, Andy. <laughs> now my top five songs. Um, I liked my top five songs. Yeah, I did as well. Um, had Geo and Our Guns in there. Which one? Ramon Ayala. Ramon, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great song. It is. Um, I had some Lucero, Tears Don't Matter Much, Happier Alone with the Co Wetzel remix. Mm-hmm. Co Wetzel was my, my number four. I did have, I had a couple of Parker songs and then I did have number five. I didn't realize I listened to this song as much as, cause it's a pop country song. Like I, like I said, I've been honest from the beginning. I don't hate pop country, even though like a lot of our compatriots in our genre here do, um, a a pop country song that popped, that ended up being my number five song. And the music video is like straight out of Grand Theft Auto. You guys should check it out, but it's earnest sugar. I like that song. I I really like that song for whatever reason, but that ended up being my fifth most song uh, played song of the year. Mine was uh, Ramon Ayala. I had the How many Pecos. Was it what? Pecos. Pecos, Pecos, Pecos. Pecos in the rooftop. It was yeah, this there. damn song. Yeah, that was in there. Uh, it's on. Would, yep. So, uh, what? how many minutes did y'all listen to? 110,006. Oh, wow. Well, me, and ba- me and Bailey also I, shared. Oh, uh, yeah. it's a shared. Okay, so that's... Yeah, okay. So it's probably half of that, yeah. So, so 55. Probably yeah, yeah. We share an account. So, right, you, I saw when you said that. When you said, I think mine was. I don't remember actually now. And then a lot of that's probably forty podcast. Forty something, <laughs> I think. Thousand. Gotcha. I think. See, I had sixty five thousand and only nine thousand minutes per podcast. So I've listened to. I put up a good amount of music uh, on there. Mine would have been the opposite. I didn't listen to that much music because in that playlist. It basically anything I played more than five times made the playlist. So um, all of our slapper crap songs were in that playlist. Nico Moon made it. <laughs> so Kyle, now we see why Andy has not really been prepared to talk music much over the last year. He hasn't listened to any. <laughs> I listened to like hey, sixteen thousand minutes of one podcast. My favorite thing was when Andy sent uh, us that picture. And it was like all the podcasts that he listened to. It was like conspiracy theorists. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to that Unex- thing all the time. <laughs> Unexplained mysteries. <laughs> listen to that all the time. Andy's like, yeah. conspiracy theory is more like truth. <laughs> they talk a lot about history. They explain was, the history of all the stuff they talk about. And it's pretty interesting. It was just so funny that that was, <laughs> that was on your podcast. <laughs> what, were, what were some of the genres y'all had pop up in the top five? Oh, let me go back to it. I find it. I had to, it took me a week to find it. I had to update my app to even get to this. Yeah. Thing. So for me, I had like Texas Red Dirt, uh, contemporary country, alt country, contemporary Christian music, and there was one other roots rock, maybe something like that. Mine doesn't tell me. It's forty four thousand minutes. Yeah, mine was a two thousands rock. And then it was Contemporary Country, Red Dirt, and there was some metal in there too. Texas Country is my number one. Yeah. I had, um, see, I don't, I listen to like, I don't really listen to any like specific rock. I listen to a lot of rock, but it's not like specific where they're going to hit me with a metal or 2000s rock kind of thing. And then I listen to, still listen to a lot of like Eric Church and Dirk Bentley and stuff like that. So it was like, it, it didn't surprise me that and some like some of the newer guys that I like to like, like I said, I, I really like Hardy. Um, 
so that's I, when I saw contemporary country on there, that didn't surprise me. Cause like some of the dudes that I like, like Eric church is considered contemporary country. What's Morgan Wallen? He's contemporary country. According yeah. to the Spotify. Yeah. I would probably curious. call him pop country, but I mean, contemporary country, according to the Spotify genres. Morgan Wallen was by far my number one. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Which it would have surprised me if you would have said that to me a year ago. Yeah, because when the I album first came out, that. you didn't like it, but then it grew nope. on you over time. But you can yep. tell, you know, fair enough. You can tell I, I had to put my, <laughs> my top five genres were contemporary country, red dirt, dance pop, pop punk, and new metal. You tell me, the, Bailey shared. So you, <laughs> so Bailey was the red dirt, and you were the dance pop. I was the punk punk, or pop punk. Excuse me. No, I like pop punk. I thought oh, lit. Yeah, I fuck with yeah. pop punk. Yeah, so that's what my top five were. So, yeah. you, you probably have more diversity in your uh, genres than Andy and I did. I had 107 genres. Really? According to this. I got quite a few. No, I'm probably pretty diverse on that as well. You say that, but you don't have the numbers to back it up. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Oh, my it's number one it. podcast was uh, Forest Rain. What is that? It's just rain sounds that play like when I'm <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> it's just a podcast. Now, my number one pod, I listen to most of my podcasts regularly on YouTube. I don't actually wa- listen to them on Spotify, but the one that I listened to the most on Spotify was uh, Joe Rogan Experience. Hmm. And that's strictly just because I don't even listen to him regularly. I just listen when there's someone of interest for me. But, you know, like his episodes scientists. are three, three and a half hours long. So it's when you listen to about five of them, it becomes quickly your number one podcast. Yeah, that's true. He's not, yeah, he's not even on YouTube anymore, is he? It's just clips. Just clips now because he has that deal specifically with Spotify. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of people on our Twitter and about a lot, I mean, just a small handful that actually talk about it. They, they hate Rogan for whatever reason. I don't understand how you really hate the, uh, it's cause they, they, it's the typical charges of, Oh, he, he's an alt-right racist. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, just mad that he got a, a big old bag from Spotify. Yeah. So. He got nah. paid. One hundred I mean, mil. I, I don't know. I mean, it's they they sit there and say he's uh, promoting conspiracy theories because he had like crazy people on, but it's just like his show isn't a news show. I don't know why anyone act, treats it as a news show. He sometimes yeah, talks. To, he sometimes talks to like serious people about serious stuff, and then other times he talks to nutbags. Like, and it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but these are the same people that. Think uh, what's his face from Blink One Eighty Two? Who the drummer who left the band to go search for UFOs? Travis Barker. Yeah, Travis Barker's a cool guy. Yeah, exactly. He's, and Travis Barker's a, a nutcase. Yeah, he's a nutcase, but he's hilarious. <laughs> so. well, the funniest thing is these people that talk about all these conspiracy theories on Joe Rogan. Most of these so-called conspiracy theorists are also scientists. Some They're real are, but, scientists. Yeah, but but these are also the same people that you know say. No matter what, you should always listen to the scientist. They do say that, but at the same time, like I, I don't understand why someone thinking because they have a, a concentrated degree and a some type of higher education thinks that that makes them an expert on everything because it doesn't. Which I I agree with you on. That. I get so annoyed by it, like graduate degree people when they start getting on their high horse. And they start getting arrogant as shit about that stuff. Like, yes, you're an expert in a specific field, but that doesn't make you an expert in everything. Suspect. So. Oh. But no. Yeah. I mean, that's I always, I, it's one of my favorite times of the year when I get to see the, um, the, the Spotify rap. Cause I, I'm always curious. Cause like who everybody listens to, cause it changes for a lot of people year over year. It's, um, it's a cool way of them telling you, Hey, we track everything you do. <laughs> yeah really though and we're all like we're all like hell yeah look at this <laughs> so we track every single thing you do yeah but well everybody out there make sure you go and subscribe and follow us on spotify uh apple podcast amazon we're pretty much on most places where podcasts are uh made available we're working towards trying to get um it available on youtube andy and i were kind of talking about that beforehand and um it, it it'll probably be more audio format on YouTube once in a while, we'll probably have a visual pod, but considering I'm, I do all the editing and I still have an 
day job. It takes a lot more editing for a video than it does a audio podcast, but we're looking to get on YouTube here soon. And, um, so make sure you go follow us on all that. Like I said, holidays are coming up. We'll have some sales for our merchandise on countrycoldcans.com, countrycoldcans.com. Pick yourself out some hats. Um, got the trucker hat, the rope hat, and then also a awesome koozie. Saying we don't have the cheap like foam koozies. We have the nice neoprene koozie that fits around your can snugly. So you're not going to stretch it out like when you uh, wear. I had this happen the other day. I, I had didn't do laundry for a while. So I was sitting there, didn't have any clean boxers. So all I had to was a pair of compression shorts that I wore when I was 25 pounds heavier. And I used to play basketball in them in, in college. I put them on and they barely fit and they were about to fall uh, like off of me because the uh, waistband had been stretched out so much. That won't happen with our koozies. So make sure you go to countrycoldcans.com and you know what? Your koozie will never stretch out. Well, for this episode of Country and Colt Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next time. One, two, three, four.